0: Hey, 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 I'm Barbara Schreiner Trudell, and this is the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Well, we're starting off this evening with the Camino de del Santiago, the two hikers on there who find lasting love. I mean, you know, you go for a hike and guess what? Well, uh, the camino del santiago is absolutely the way to sort of find the self and so many people are walking it it is a very long walk for sure well an american and a danish fellow they got together on this hike and they found each other who knew they were experiencing a sort of listlessness that caused one to buy a backpack, throw an assortment of worldly objects inside and travel the world. And in their case, both to Spain to hike the 500 mile long Camino de Santiago. Now, on their path through life at the time, it was something they both felt they had to do alone. He was 24-year-old medical student destined to seemingly pour over textbooks forever, and she was a 29-year-old school teacher at a crossroads after a tough breakup. Well, that's a good reason to hike the Camino. They both departed from the traditional starting point in Paris within days of each other. And Lonnie said, it's very open on the Camino. It can be as independent or as social as you want or need it to be. And recounting her love story, on CNN. It was weird. It was love at first sight. I think I ended up forgetting his name later, but certainly there was a moment of, okay, maybe I'm kind of interested here. Have you ever had that experience? That was her first thought when seeing the figure departing of uh, Jartan Burkvist who she met in a forested area outside the city of Burgos. Little had been said between the two, apart from a discussion of the weather. What a great way to start a love story. How's the weather today? (laughs) Anyway, they've now been together for a long time. And as a result of this journey, they have found a lasting love. And I mean, isn't that a beautiful story? Lasting love from a long hike. I like it. Well and next is a very sweet story Americans who took in stranded Koreans during a Christmas blizzard just flew over the ocean to visit the household of these wonderful people so this is a great story of connection you know this is where we remind ourselves there's only one thing going on and as human beings, we're here to connect. So the story is during the record-setting blizzard in New York State last winter, a tour bus of South Korean visitors to our shores found hospitality with two locals, the campanas, when their bus got stuck in the snow in Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is known for snow. Uh, staying two nights, snow plows eventually had the Koreans on their way. Now, five months later, they're getting the chance to return the favor. Fascinated by Korean culture stemming from a love of Korean food, Alex and Andrea are now in South Korea on a vacation to keep the fire of that memorable snow day alive. To see everyone in Korea again is such a blessing, Andrea told reporters. She and her husband arrived on Saturday at the invitation of the Korea Tourism Organization. The organization wasn't the only one who wanted to thank them. Because the story went viral on social media following reporting from the New York Times and the Good News Network. So what an exciting story that these beautiful people got to take a trip to Korea and visit their wonderful friends that they met. It's, I love stories like that. Well, and here's another good one. After her dog died, a hundred-year-old was sad and quiet until daughter finds Gucci, an adoptable senior chihuahua. (laughs) Aw, I have a chihuahua cross with another breed, but it's like, they're so sweet. So after she lost her beloved dog, she was introduced to this new little chihuahua. Without letting her advanced age Stand in the way of her love for dogs, Joanna Carrington, originally from Germany, explained to her daughter Debbie she was looking to get collared once more. But Debbie was worried she didn't have the mobility to care for a dog. Fortunately for Joanna, a special animal shelter in San Francisco had a unique Seniors for Seniors adoption program to help senior citizens enjoy the mental health benefits of animal companionship by adopting our senior dogs and cats. Well, I have a senior cat and a senior dog, and I'll tell you, they're a lot easier to manage in many respects than a young pup would be. Well, the little chihuahua named Noki with a reserved personality and no teeth was available at Muttsville Shelter, what a great name, after being rescued from a dog hoarding situation and seemed the perfect fit for her mom. After assurances from Joanna's caregiver, Eddie, that he would take the still active pooch for walks, Noki's name, was changed to something equally Italian, Gucci, and brought to his new home. How sweet is that, right? Love shows up in so many different ways. Well, and here's a great story. You know, so often teachers, you know, maybe get a bad rap that they're not doing enough. Well, this high school math teacher was named 2023 Teacher of the Year for her One Good Thing Classroom Ritual. Rebecca Peterson can add Teacher of the Year to her ongoing classroom ritual of naming One Good Thing that happened each day. The Tulsa, Oklahoma math teacher brightens every day with a love for her students and a steadfast determination to show the joy that can exist in a classroom. Now that's the kind of teacher I want teaching my kids and grandkids. She does this through her One Good Thing blog, where she writes daily about something good that happened in her class at Union High School and encourages her students to do the same in their handwritten journals. In a video tribute Wednesday morning, First Lady Jill Biden, a teacher herself, praised Peterson for sharing the beautiful and positive experiences that come with teaching. What a gorgeous way to look at life and students and the journey, especially in math. I love that. We need a few more of those. Well, here's an interesting story. Well, aren't they all? 2023, a woman overcomes homelessness when she wins a $5 million lottery. Boy, that's nice. A California woman who recently overcame homelessness is now a millionaire after winning the $5 million prize in a lottery scratch off game. Lucia Forsyth had no housing in 2017, but she battled back to overcome the challenges within a few years. But this month, Ms. Forthitt Forseth can pick up, put any doubt behind your becoming a multimillionaire thanks to a lucky scratcher's ticket. I only bought one ticket, she said. I closed my eyes and picked that one and it won. Forsyth went to the Walmart supercenter in Contra Costa County to get an oil change for her car and said she scratched the top prize-winning ticket right outside. The first thought I'd won a free ticket, but I checked and it said I won $5 million. Wouldn't that just throw a a little spark in your step and joy in your day? So I just love that. The fact that she bought a ticket called 2023 has deep meaning for Forsyth. Six years ago, I was homeless. This year, I'm getting married, getting my associate degree, and I won $5 million. Now, if that isn't good news, I'm sorry, I don't know what is. <laughs> well, one more story, and then we're going to take a little break. And this has to do with the Good News Network. Uh, GNN founder talks with the BBC World Service about positive news in the media landscape. And I think that's, you know, what we're doing here at the New Thought Media Network. This is good stuff. And having good news, frankly, this is the only news I'm willing to watch. In a world dominated by news of destruction and disaster, millions of people across the globe are turning toward positive news platforms. And the BBC World Service recently spoke with a pair of female pioneers in the good news space. Uh, Kim, I'm not going to pronounce her last name because I'll mess it up, hosted the conversation with Good News Network founder Jerry Weiss-Corbley and... And Rada Kedia, co-founder of The Better India, and her husband focus their multilingual media platform on creating a positive impact across India. Produced by many interesting people, the podcast explores how we define good news and the effects it has on society. And I think, you know, when we share good news, that is something that changes the game. And if we could get more of that in our mainstream Media, I think we would be way far ahead. Okay, now here's this is, um, okay, before I get into this story, let's take a quick news break and uh, have a little advertising here, and we will be right back on the New Thought Media Network with the good news. amazing the setting is absolutely breathtaking the staff are so delightful and so nice and pleasant and the food is amazing Well, this story is really, truly remarkable. A nurse adopted a teenage mother and her triplets. Go, yeah, way to go. A nurse and a patient developed a bond after the teenager gave birth to triplets at the hospital and now they're family. Katrina Mullen, 45, is a neonatal nurse at Community Hospital North in Indianapolis. That's where she met Shariah Small, who is now 17. Small was in the eighth grade when she gave birth to triplets at the hospital in 2020. The triplets spent more than five months in the NICU. Mullen helped care for them and grew close to Small during those five months. When the babies were discharged, she gave Small her phone number and encouraged her to call if she needed anything. The two kept in touch and Mullen eventually visited Small at her home in Kokomo. That's when the nurse realized the reality of Small's situation. She was sleeping on a couch, and her children were sleeping together in a playpen. A caseworker from the Department of Social Services later called Mullen and informed her that Small and the babies were being removed from the home they were living in. I just kept thinking, I have to do this. I knew Shariah was intelligent and resilient and just needed a safe place to put her roots. I knew it would be hard, but we'd figure it out. For nearly two years, Mullen fostered Small and her three children. Earlier this year, Mullen's adoption of small and her children was finalized. I'll tell you, there are really good people in our world because that is a big, big plus. Has it been easy? No. She pushes limits just like any other teenager, but I love her. I'm her mom and I'm never going anywhere. How beautiful is that? Woo! We got some good news tonight. All right. Well, here's a Holocaust survivor celebrating 100th birthday by throwing out the first pitch at a Rays game. Like, look at this woman. Is she great or what? Thousands of baseball fans cheered on Helen Kahan as she threw the ceremonial first pitch of the game between the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. The pitch took place on Kahan's actual birthday, and she was accompanied at the game by her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Kahn is an Auschwitz survivor. After escaping the Nazis, Helen immigrated to the United States in 1967, learned to speak English, and now resides in St. Petersburg, Florida. I never could have imagined celebrating a birthday like this, let alone my 100th. Woo-hoo, way to go, Helen. It's a beautiful thing, you know the things that we can survive and live through and live to tell about. <clears throat> well, here's an interesting story from Queer, ty- queer Tea interview. Move, I'm gay. <laughs> How Brandon Rogers turned lawsuits into laughter became a YouTube sensation. One late afternoon in 2015, Brandon Rogers clocked out of his reception job at a San Gabriel Valley Bali- law office. Boy, I wash this thing, can't do a thing with it. And instead of going home, unpack two handheld cameras and a light stand with creaky metal shutters. Actors replaced co-workers and cubicles transformed into a set for a racy mockumentary style sketch, Angry Office. Rogers, sporting aviator sunglasses, plays Dorian Ditson, head of marketing who tosses insults like disposable Keurig cups move i'm gay he orders pushing his way to the coffee machine an authoritative voiceover chimes in in the workplace gay being gay has its perks you just simply a better person unknown to rogers at the time a meme was born that day internet savvy people worldwide now know the joke his combined fans on youtube TikTok and Instagram topped more than 9.4 million, but many don't realize the comedian's trajectory has been a decade in the making. It's weird, Rogers34 tells Querty over coffee in West Hollywood, every pride I see something, a folding fan or a t-shirt with the phrase on it. I didn't expect that it would blow up in that way. And it's not his only viral moment. To date, Rogers has uploaded more than 235 YouTube videos playing an array of characters that echo the perversiveness of John Waters and the chameleon like quality of other comedians like Sasha Baron Cohen and Rowan Atkinson. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing, you know, one little quote and it can go viral. And that it did. This story is so beautiful in, you know, especially right now, while things have been difficult for many of us as we try to go shopping and find what we want and then notice the prices have really gone up. It's the post COVID new reality. So this is a shop where the currency is kindness. Oh, introducing the shop that's pioneering a new type of retail. One where goods are exchanged, not for cash, but time. Positive news visits the Cumbrian town where the idea is taking off. It felt like any other high street gift shop. A variety of homewares, candles, rugs, lamps, chairs, and plants were arranged in a display window. Potted plants sat on overturned wooden crates and a cafe-style table and chairs lined the pavement outside. It was the type of place you might have wandered into on a Sunday afternoon have had you been visiting Carlisle's historic quarter last June. Except this wasn't just any boutique. Here, all the goods were donated by local businesses and priced as volunteer time at nearby charities, with the suggested number of hours dip- displayed on the price tag. The KINDER shop has taken the notion of kindness and transformed it into a concrete initiative that makes a real difference to local lives. The pop-up shop was made possible by the backing and support of the Cumberland Building Society's KINDER Cumbria campaign, which aims to promote kindness and understanding within the community. The response was overwhelming with 1143 hours pledged to help local charities in just one day. It's a simple idea with a lot of impact and it's gaining momentum outside of this small cathedral city. It has been. Humbling to see how people have responded to this idea and given their time so generously, says Phil Ward, communications manager at the Cumberland Building Society and one of the team behind the initiative. We wanted to show what a difference kindness can make in the community and the people of Cumbria have responded magnificently. At the heart of the kinder shop are the country's charities and community groups who depend on volunteers to operate. Those such as Eden Valley Hospice, Anti-Racist Cumbria, Lancaster Homeless Action Service, and the Cumbria Deaf Deaf Association, which all took part. All have been delighted to welcome their new volunteers. And Kate Apperly, volunteer coordinator at Telehouse Museum and Art Gallery, another of the charities involved, describing it as the most innovative idea in volunteering in years. Wow, I love this, the kindness shop. Oh, I'll tell you. Kindness can go a long way to changing our world. Well, here's another little piece of good news. You know, it's interesting when people end up incarcerated that there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of challenges that need to be overcome as a result of it, and especially coming back into the world. So Georgia State University hails first class of inmate graduates, a degree to utilize when they come home. In caps, gowns and perhaps even blues, nine inmates at Walker State Prison in Georgia are set to receive their associate's degrees for 60 credit hours of coursework done while incarcerated. Three are graduating with highest honors, 3.9 and 4.0 GPA, while the other six are graduating with high honors, 3.7 to 3.89. Wow. Organized by Georgia State University as part of the Prison Education Project, the courses included a variety of subjects such as environmental science, English, philosophy and ethics, and geology. The program began in 2016 and offers college courses at Walker State Prison and Phillips State in Beaufort, and is currently offering enrichment courses at the Federal U.S. Penitentiary in Atlanta. By 2025, GSU would like to offer the PEP associates program in five other Georgia penitentiaries. Not only have these students demonstrated that they are critical thinkers by completing a degree, but they've also shown tremendous character to seek education and follow it through to the end. The degree they rightfully earned can never be taken away. 50 other students are already in the pipeline, something which Patrick Rodriguez, director of the PEP, says will reduce the chances they will end up incarcerated again. This is really beautiful news because sometimes the incarceration, just once they get out, they find their way back. This is a story that changes the game. And I love that. All right. So we have another... I lost my last story. So, this one is about an app for immediate mental health help. And I don't know why I lost it off my screen, but I did. So, let me see if I can find it again. Well, hmm, well, I can't. I don't know if if Deja can pull it up for me or not, but this is an app to help us get help with mental health. And this has been a big issue ever since the pandemic. I think the people being alone at home, stuck inside, unable to connect, watching family family members die, people who couldn't uh, get out and be with others, people who are hospitalized and couldn't have anyone come and visit. There's been a lot of issues that have come out of the lockdown of COVID. And being able to get good mental health, help is really, really essential, not only to the individuals who require it, but to all of us, it is really important that we're there to support one another. And I know when it comes to this new thought teaching That we truly are a teaching that can assist in areas like this as well, by connecting people, by offering loving support, and by being a voice of kindness and acceptance, regardless of where you are. So no matter what's going on in your life, in your world, we are here for you. And the New Thought Media Network is a powerful, positive change agent in the world today. And I'm truly, truly grateful for all of the wonderful work that is being done here by Reverend Robert and then everyone who's hosting shows, who's in the background producing them. My producer today, Deja, is always on board with me doing a remarkable job. Together, we make a difference. Together, we can change the world. And we can make it a better place for not some, but all of us. And I think that's really what we're we're hoping to do. Uh, Canada's new hotline for immediate mental health help. Thank you, my dear. You are awesome. So I can't really read that tiny font. Let me see. I've got a couple of minutes. Let's see what I can find. Everyone knows that when there's an emergency, you dial 911. But what if you're having a mental health crisis A 2020 CBC investigation showed that 68% of people killed in police encounters in Canada have suffered from mental health or addiction issues, and I'm sure it's the same for the U.S. This is part of why later this year, Canada is introducing a new emergency number to help people experiencing mental health crisis and providing suicide prevention support when it launches nine 988 will be available countrywide. So for those of you in the US, this is an idea to consider putting forth as well. This journey that we're on, we're in it together. We are here to support one another and we deserve to be heard. We deserve to be accepted as we are where we are and to receive the support and love that we need when we need it. And at any of the Centers for Spiritual Living or Unity Churches or UFBL Churches, I think there's a great deal of love, honor, respect and support there. And we welcome you as you are where you are. The New Thought Media Network is a part of the New Thought Movement, and we welcome your support financially as well as your time and your talent. And so I want to thank you for watching this evening. This has been The Good News. I'm Barbara Schreiner-Trudell, and I look forward to seeing you again next week on The Good News. Bye for now.